Hi, I'm Bree. And I'm John. And you are listening to Nibsqueak, where we explore visual tools for working better. And today we're talking about, well, just keep listening for a minute. This is Nibsqueak. So Bree, you know, lately we've been pretty heads down preparing to give a really big talk at a conference about the kinds of things that we talk about here on Nibsqueak. Yeah, we'll be at the Gainsight Pulse conference in California next week sharing with the audience our unique perspective about how to build great presentations. Believe it or not, that's something we do. And yeah, I mean, it's it's super, super meta. It's kind I mean, of meta. It's a, it's a presentation about presentations. So what is our perspective? I mean, isn't it just about keeping it squeaky? Well, it's all about keeping it squeaky. I mean, but... Really, I mean, we'll be talking about the value of using analog tools and frameworks during the process of creating good presentations. And we'll talk about many of the things that we've discussed on our show up until this point. And once we get back from this conference, we definitely want to share a podcast version of this with all of you. But you know, in the meantime, I really loved that Mike Rohde interview and I really want to hear more. I mean, it was so good and it just felt like we cut it a little bit short. It was a little short, but hey, you know, we don't work in any crazy regimented cable news network. We can do whatever the heck we want here. Yeah, we can do whatever we want. We're so rebellious. We're crazy rebellious. So let's just hear a little bit more of that interview, and then we'll bring you some more about presentations next time. Sounds good. Let's, Let's talk about technology and all things digital. A lot of what we do can be done on paper, and lately we're seeing a lot of iPad, tablets, there's the new Moleskin digital camera thing that we're drawing on paper, but then it can show up real time um, on a device. It's all fancy, amazing stuff. What do you think of all these, I'd like to call them a, these, these technological interventions that, that compete with our standard pen and paper or pencil and paper? What do you think about these things? That's a very interesting question. I actually just posted sort of a my observations of an iPad Pro and a pencil, which I, know, I picked up I saw about that. <laughs> two weeks ago. And yeah. um, the way I look at it is um, you can. There's two ways you can look at it. You can look at it as digital is challenging pen and paper, or our array of tools just got expanded. And I I sort of look at it the second way that I'm not planning on giving up pen and paper. There's something about it, the immediacy, the you know I don't need batteries to charge it. Um, it's pretty reliable and durable. It's going to last 100 years. I'm not totally sure how digital will do that or even printouts, you know, if it's if you got the right kind of inks and papers and such. But um, there's certainly advantages to digital. So like using the pencil, which I'm a huge fan of now that I've been using it for a few weeks, um, mm-hmm. the quality that I'm seeing is uh, on par with like a Wacom tablet if uh, if you're interested if you're available yeah if you know about okay, those okay so it's that it's that good yeah i think so i you know i would say that i would hesitate to go as far as to say it was better than a wacom tablet but i think it's in that neighborhood i guess somebody who's actually a hardcore wacom tablet user using a pencil would probably give you a better sense of that but um, mm-hmm. there's very little latency um, what i draw okay. is what i see i feel it feels like a natural instrument for me to use on that screen uh, and it's portable if the big knock on you know, at least many of the Wacom tablets is... Sure, they're, they're big or they have wires yep. and all that stuff. Yep, and I have to have my laptop and this has a 10-hour battery life and a 10-inch tablet with a pencil. So now it's 
certainly not without its flaws. You know, I think there's some things that could be improved about it. But uh, this is sort of the iPad I wanted back in 2010 when they were launched. Um, And I've been Mm -hmm. using iPads. I use them to present because they're so portable and it's easy to carry. And it's I can walk around with it if I set it up with a wireless network. So I think mm-hmm. um, I sort of look at it as an expansion of my tool set and not so much as a, a, replacement, a replacement in that sense. Yeah. Okay. Because I think that like okay. whiteboard markers have an advantage and it's sort of like any anything that you look at, it's got its trade-offs, right? You sort of got a weighted scale, you know, whiteboard markers are cheap and they're everybody's got them and um, they're quick and easy to use, but you know, they also wipe off, right? So that's a disadvantage. and that could be an advantage too, like that you can erase it and replace it with something new. So I, I sort of look at technology in the same way, like what are the benefits that I get from it and what are the downsides and how do I balance those against the task that I'm doing? So I sort of look at it more from a task perspective, like if it's something I want, want to last for 100 years in a book, I'm probably not gonna do that on an iPad, um, but if it's something I wanna share immediately and maybe flexibility of moving bits and pieces around while I'm working is valuable to me, then that's going to be a better choice. So that's that's sort of the way I approach all that digital and analog stuff. I like, I I guess I'm saying I like both. And what do you think? So these, these new fancy tools, people like you and me and breed, we love to try them. It's, it's kind of, they're just fun and we're, we're nerds about these things. So we like to try them, but definitely not the general population is going to go pick up an iPad pro and a pencil and say, ah, oh, this is exactly what I need. What would it take to really popularize some of these technologies so that they become more mainstream in the world of drawing or sketchnoting? I, th- I think price, price and almost um, discardability, um, you know, going in that direction. So, I mean, think about an iPad Pro and a pencil. I think the combination of the two, I spent close to $1,000 on them. And for me, as a professional, it's a great investment. I've already gotten huge benefits out of it, like a week and a half into using them. But for an average person, that's a pretty hefty ex- expenditure sure. to just yeah. draw on which, what they could do with uh, whiteboards or paper and pencils and markers and such. And I think the advantage that all those analog uh, things, particularly pencils and pens and such, is um, the cost is near zero. I mean, if you're spending $3 on a marker and <laughs> right. you know 3 bucks on a ream of paper, you could go a really long way with just that, right? Yeah. So it's going to be really hard for technology to compete with that until it's ubiquitous enough that it's cheap. Or maybe it comes in the form of this sort of moleskin thing that you mentioned before, sort of a notebook that's paired with a maybe a slightly more expensive pen, and it sort of uh, successfully merges the two together. Well, and that's what that one is. It, it appears it's like a $200 pen with a camera that allows you to write and things appear on a device, mm-hmm. but the pen looks a little—it looks a little big and clunky, to be honest. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of the. Have you heard of the LiveScribe pens, which um, I played with a little bit? It records uh, what you draw as well as the audio, and they sync together. Um, the big problem I had with the LiveScribe is um, it uses a ballpoint, a really skinny, scratchy ballpoint pen refill, and it, I just couldn't bear using it for just that that simple reason. So I th- it looks as though. Moleskin is actually using a rollerball, which would be a, a huge improvement there. But again, mm. if you break your $200 pen, you know, You'd it's... be really mad. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just hope that it encourages people to, to draw and w- with whatever it is that they like to draw on, whether it's your iPad or your paper and pen or whiteboard, just to go out there and, you know, do it. I think 
the thing I've learned most through all this is there is no substitute for practice. And the more you practice, the more confidence you get. And that's, that's really what it is, right? Gosh, I really love Mike. I mean, I've said it so many times, but I feel like he's done so much to knit together a community of visual thinkers, an army of visual thinkers. Yeah, literally around the entire globe. He's great. Yeah, and he's been so generous with his time and coming on our show. And I hope that if you liked our show today, that you'll listen to other episodes that featured Mike. Yep, you can go and listen to all of those episodes at nibsqueak.com, or you can go to our blog at collectivenext.com and find them there as well. Until next time, guys, keep it squeaky. Keep it squeaky.